0: Haley the sister
1: and I'm Zach the brother and this is
0: Laughing at Ourselves.
1: Welcome to our podcast about movies. Each month one of us chooses a theme and we do deep dives into films that we love except for this episode.
0: Hi Haley. (laughs) Hey Zach how's it going?
1: Good how are you?
0: Doing good.
1: I'm excited for today. We have a little bit of a special episode planned. Um, This is kind of a a bonus episode, a mini episode. I don't know how long we're going to be talking, but we're doing a favorite stuff of 2020 episode cuz Haley, I'm not sure if you're aware.
0: Uh-huh.
1: 2020 sucked a little bit.
0: <laughs> yes, it did.
1: It was what you could call a dumpster fire.
0: I was just I was thinking that.
1: <laughs> I think it's still maybe a good idea to celebrate the things that we loved from the year even if Mm -hmm. we can find some little bit and so that's kind of what we wanted to do with this episode. It was tough to watch new movies this year. A lot were delayed. Had no interest in going to theaters.
0: Yeah I was really bummed that Promising or is it Promising Young Woman? That one was released in theaters and I was so disappointed because that was definitely one I would just pay pay the $20 to rent. Oh yeah, yeah
1: absolutely i've heard amazing things i
0: know i think that was profit lost that they didn't do that because for sure 100 percent would have rented that and i'm probably i'm not going to be able to see it in theaters so it's going to be kind of suck because we're not going to probably see it until it comes out to on demand or whatever
1: yeah but we thought instead of trying to like force ourselves to watch as many 2020 movies as possible we'd instead make an episode where we just talked about movies tv show music just kind of the media that we loved from this year stuff that maybe didn't come out in 2020 but it's stuff that we discovered or watched that we loved so we've got a few lists that we're going to go through but We can't break tradition even for a special episode. We're going to do Pop Culture Corner, even though I think this whole episode is basically one long pop culture corner. But what did you have for today, Haley?
0: Yeah, um, I just started watching a new Netflix show. Well, I wouldn't say it's new. Well, it came out last year, so it's kind of new. It's a reality show. It's called Dating Around, and right now I'm like on the third episode or fourth episode. And it is so good. Like, yes, I want to hide under the couch sometimes or whatever because, (laughs) oh my gosh, there was. So the premise of it is that they pick these like suitable people to go on these dates and they go on five blind dates. And at the end of it, they will pick one person that they want to go on a date with. It's kind of like the bachelor bachelorette, but not as creepy. You don't see all of the competition or anything like that (laughs) but it was really good the second episode my goodness i wish netflix didn't air because i felt so bad for the guy they have this very sweet professor from uh, the university of new orleans and he's on this blind date and he finds out that the girl that he's on a date with is his student there He's like, I'm pretty sure this Mm. is not right. And I don't know. I think Netflix could have like done a little bit better on that end. But it was, you know, he handled it well. But it was really awkward. But the third date was just chef's kiss. Oh, it was so good. I was just, I felt so (laughs) excited for them. But you and Amanda have to watch it. So good. What is it called? Dating Around.
1: Dating Around. Okay. We'll have to check it out.
0: What is your pop culture corner?
1: My entry for Pop Culture Corner is, it's a game I'm currently replaying. I'm playing a game with Amanda and Amanda's sister. Uh, We're playing Stardew Valley.
0: I've never heard of that.
1: I think that you would love Stardew Valley. In fact, if you would just listen and get a Switch, if you don't want to get Animal Crossing, I think you would really love Stardew Valley. You could actually play Stardew Valley on your phone or... Tablet, if you have. Do you have a tablet?
0: I do not, but I do have a phone. I got one of those.
1: Yeah, so I think you can play it on your phone. It is. Do you remember Harvest Moon, those games?
0: You know what? I knew you were going to say it was going to be something like that. Felt it, but yes.
1: Yep. One guy made it. Uh huh. And he was a huge fan of the Harvest Moon games, but was sad that, like, the series had fallen off. So he decided to just make what he thought was a better version of harvest moon and it is an amazing game and they have a big update coming out for consoles here shortly but we're playing on the switch you can get it on the xbox or the playstation as well it's single player or co-op and it's all about you moving to stardew valley you get your grandfather's old farm and you have to just grow crops and take care of it and also meet all the people and and become friends with all the people in the village and it's wonderful
0: that sounds like a lot of fun
1: yep it's one i would absolutely love to play with you Mm -hmm. but uh it's yeah it's just really good so that's mine for today for our listeners just so they have kind of some context for how we're doing this we have today's episode broken up into three parts we're gonna do music tv shows and movies and i think we've got one little category in there which it's just like all media that's not movie and tv shows that we love
0: we had some of our uh, followers submit questions and we're going to answer those too
1: so we're going to start with music and haley i'll let you go first so our first thing uh it's not a list but do you have a most listened to artist from the year
0: yes it's Haley williams shocker that Haley williams uh, yes yep and i think the rest of my list will probably be predictable after that (laughs) (laughs) she i just adore Haley williams um i love everything she's about i was obsessed with her when she was in paramore i actually had the same exact haircut as her and everything and um i don't know i'm glad to have picked somebody That is actually a good person to have looked up to while I grow up because she she is. Um, Yep. And she makes amazing music, but I would say that, yeah, her. (laughs) But what is yours?
1: Well, yeah, and I just, I I don't want to skip over that too much, but we, um, we were texting about this and I, I think I apologize to you because. 2020, I feel like has been a really good year for Haley Williams.
0: Yeah, because
1: she put out the the her solo record, but it's also, I feel like she's stepped up her social media game, mm-hmm. and and to your point, like she has shown herself to be a pretty awesome person. Uh, she's got a lot of people who love her on like TikTok, and she does you know Instagram and Twitter, but she has done collaborations with. Boy Genius, you know, a band that I love with Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dawkins and Julian Baker. She's also come out in support of a lot of, like, marginalized groups this year. I always thought that she was maybe, like, secretly not a good person. You know, that she was just, I think you and I were exchanging tweets about you know, she had to be combative and, and fight for her place within the emo culture when she was in Paramore, mm-hmm. and now she's kind of past that, and she's just making good music, promoting good products and things, and being just a kick-ass person. So yes. I, I get it.
0: I love everything she is about, but what is your most listened-to artist from this year, or I guess 2020?
1: Uh, 2020 I discovered and I, I did the like Apple, Apple's version of Spotify, like your year in review.
0: Oh, that's what I used too. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, uh, the artist I listened to the most was Joanna Newsom, who I talked about earlier on this podcast. I found her album, Have One On Me earlier this year at the beginning of the year. And I've listened to that album Countless times and downloaded all of her stuff, and was really hoping that she would do a surprise album in 2020. She didn't, but I did have two other artists that were pretty high up for me on my most listened to for 2020. I had a Thundercat and Jay Sum. So those were my other two. I
0: love Thundercat. Yep. The favorite song you discovered this year? Mine was Shocker. I did the list that you did too for uh the apple music and my number Mm -hmm. one song was cinnamon by Haley williams
1: (laughs) that is a great song
0: oh my goodness (laughs) i love that song i love the line i'm not lonely babe i am free it's like yes that is so good and her little dance in the music video oh she's just so cute
1: yeah she it looked like she was having fun making the music videos
0: yeah but what is yours?
1: My number one song that I guess I listened to the most this year was Them Changes by Thundercat. I
0: love that one. So good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please also give out any special shout-outs to any other songs that you listened to a lot this year, but I had three other ones that I wanted to just make note of. So there's Baby Birch by Joanna Newsom, mm-hmm. probably my favorite song by her. Buttercup by Jack Stauber and then uh something about you by elderbrook i believe i sent you the music video that's probably my favorite music video of all time it's the the like grief support group for men where they all start dancing do you remember that video no
0: oh wait i do I remember send... it yes i did like that i
1: love that video yes so
0: the other ones that aren't haley williams that are in my top um <laughs> is uh me first by real friends uh i don't know if you've heard of them nope they have an early 2000s emo vibe to them and it is so good it makes me feel like i'm in high school again except it's not quite misogynistic as you know the earlier 2000s bands but it's Mm. really good and my other one is (laughs) uh truth hurts by lizzo
1: nice lizzo always good so i i think i'm going to be able to predict what the next one is for you the your favorite album released in 2020
0: oh Petals for armor yes that album got me through covid or through this pandemic it's just it's been a crazy year and i that was just one album i could put my headphones on and listen to while i worked
1: and there's there was a lot of music in that one so yeah there's plenty to go through it's
0: good but what is your favorite album released in 2020?
1: My favorite for 2020 was Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Love Phoebe Bridgers, loved her debut, and this follow-up was amazing. It just, front to back, a great album. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting to have an album where it's, like, very sad and somber, but it worked, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. And then we have... Top five favorite albums you listened to this year?
0: Number five for me is Because I Love You by Lizzo. Number four for me is Positions by Ariana Grande. It was a very poppy year for me. I needed something upbeat this year. I don't really like slow music too much. Um, I do enjoy it, but I'm very much a person that when I listen to a song, it really affects me. So that's why I don't sure. like slow music, really. Three is Hot Pink by Doja Cat. I love Doja Cat. She
1: had a good year.
0: I know. Number two is Composure by Real Friends. A sad part is the lead singer left the band, so I wonder what their future will be. They're still a band, but I'll be interested okay. to see what they do. And then number one, Petals of Armor. Petals for Armor, <laughs> gosh dang it, by Haley Williams. Surprise, surprise. And she spells her name right too, so that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> but what are is, your. Oh. Is
1: Cinnamon your favorite song on that album?
0: Uh, I don't know. I really like Pure Love. So good. But what are your top five albums you listened to this year?
1: Uh, number five was uh, Hannah by the band Lamelda. Mm-hmm. Singer songwriter, just kind of very soft, calm acoustic folk stuff very good number four i listened to the band sales a lot this year uh, and they have an album forever and ever Um, i'm sure that you have heard some of their music if you've been on vine or tiktok they their music pops up a lot number three was uh, shore by fleet foxes fleet Mm -hmm. foxes did a surprise new album this year and as Per usual, they knocked it out of the park. They're just very good music, and it was uplifting stuff, which was really needed this year.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Uh, number two, Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing album. And then number one, uh, something that's creeped into my, probably my favorite albums of all time, it's Have One On Me by Joanna Newsome. She does very long, intricate songs. Um, she plays the harp beautifully good music to work to yeah it's gotten me through some tough times this year weird voice weird type of music but beautiful
0: nice well i think that we should get on to the next category after the commercial break
1: sounds good and we're back from the break so i had you put together like the top five pieces of media question Mm -hmm. mark (laughs) that
0: you
1: you loved this year i'll let you go first
0: so number five i did uh (laughs) grubhub because that was necessary this year (laughs)
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) um get to support some local businesses we actually have a local delivery company here that we've bit we reach out to more than grubhub um i think they're called treehouse delivery Really okay. awesome service, and we want to support local businesses during Absolutely. this time. And then for number four, <laughs> I picked a, an account on TikTok that I really, really love. It's Just Rod. I don't know if you've ever watched his videos. Mm-mm. He just cracks me up. It's one of those things where it's like you have to have a certain type of humor to really enjoy it. Because I'll show Michael the videos and TikTok's like that. Like you'll think something's funny, but someone's like, I don't get it. And that's Michael all the time with TikTok. (laughs) I have to explain it to him. like, well, now when I explain it to you, it's not that funny. But (laughs) (laughs) this year it's funny because I'm starting to see what millennial anxiety is. And it's like, oh my gosh, guys, why were we all built the same? Why were we like this? Who did this to us? We we we've experienced some fucking trauma in our life. A recession, nine eleven, a pandemic, like oh my gosh. War, Wars, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh. Number three, I did so I really like listening to Audible. Okay. I don't really read that much. I like listening to audiobooks while I get ready in the morning. And uh, one that really resonated with me was Can't Hurt Me by Dave Goggins. And this amazing story about like how this guy just switched his life around. And like, I would highly recommend if you're going to do it, get it on Audible. Because at the end of each chapter, him and the guy that uh, helped him write the book will like, he'll interview Dave Goggins, and it's so good. Oh, nice. And then number two, I picked Doja Cat in her performances. Her performances have been chef's kiss. <laughs> I think she's getting really fucking sick of her say-so song. That she, because <laughs> her production team or whatever is like, every award show that she has gone on, she had to do say-so. And I would be over it, too.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Two of her performances that stuck out is she did all of these songs to a Chicago Broadway type theme. And it's so good. Oh, shit. And then the other performance I love was the MTV VMAs, I think. And it was say so, but in emo type way.
1: Oh, okay. And it's
0: so, it needs to be a punk rock song. It's so much better. (laughs) I'm amazed at her variety. And then number one is these YouTubers that me and Michael love called The Endless Adventure. And it's just this couple who loves to travel. And since they haven't been able to travel, they uh, bought an RV and they've been renovating it. And it's been really fun to watch. They're really uplifting and really something that I have enjoyed watching during COVID.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But what are your top five pieces of media?
1: So my number five, it's... See, this is why I was like, I wasn't sure what to call this because it's not necessarily media, but I really enjoyed doing jigsaw puzzles this year. That's my number five. Did a bunch of those. I found them like very relaxing Mm -hmm. and you could just do a bunch and then leave and come back. It just, it was nice. So did a bunch of those with Amanda. My number four, like you, uh, it's not a specific TikTok account, but I was just going to say TikTok in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was and still am very wary of TikTok as a whole, Mm -hmm. but it started to feel more and more like Vine, Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with Vine. Yes. And you can ask Amanda... uh, you, I, I tried not to laugh too much because I wanted you to get to explain it. But your thing of like finding a video you laugh at, then you show it to Michael. And Michael's like, I don't get it. <laughs> That's almost a daily occurrence with me. I think I've gotten TikTok to the point where it knows what I think it's funny. Uh huh. Number three and number two are both podcasts. Uh, number three was Blank Check with Griffin and David. It's a movie podcast where they do filmographies. And it was kind of the origin of why I started talking to you about wanting to watch movies and then you had the idea of doing it as a podcast. I just wanted to watch movies with you. It's a very good podcast. They're very funny. Number two, I had the podcast The Magnus Archives, which I've talked about on this show. I got completely caught up from like September to December. I listened to about 180 episodes. Mm-hmm. Each episode's like 20 minutes long, but it's it's a horror anthology, but also it has a through story. It has some stuff that really surprised me. It was very good. In January, they're coming back for their final season, so I'm excited. And my number one piece of media that is not TV or movie should not be surprised if you've listened to the podcast, but it's Animal Crossing New Horizons. I have played that game every day. It's almost like a habit now of right now I'm only getting on for like five to ten minutes a day. Mm-hmm. But it's a, we gotta get on, check on my villagers.
0: Check see the turnips.
1: It, <laughs> check the turnips, uh, see if there's any art I can buy. But it, I mean, it was a lifesaver at the beginning of quarantine. A lot of my anxiety and stress and kind of despair from what was happening with COVID, I was able to kind of cancel out just by playing that game. But you need to get a switch. I'm going to keep saying it until you do it.
0: I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. This podcast wouldn't be a thing. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, our next category is television. Do you wanna start with sure. your biggest disappointment?
1: So yeah I don't I only have one. okay yeah, I, like I struggled with this one. Uh, my biggest disappointment for TV was killing Eve season three. season one was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Season two was pretty good was not a fan of season three. Season three is or, well, killing Eve. Is a show about a woman hunting a woman serial killer or assassin, Ooh. and it's funny and but dramatic and there's action. It's it's a good show. I think you would really like season one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was created by the woman who made the show Fleabag, which uh-huh. is a perfect show. But yeah, season three, Amanda and I were super excited for it, and about halfway through, we realized that the, the woman who created the show wasn't a part of it anymore, and it was obvious, and it just a huge disappointment.
0: Ah, uh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. How about you? What was your disappointment?
0: Space Force. Really? Yes. I did not think it was good. I think the only good episode was uh, the monkey episode.
1: Okay. I I did laugh at that one.
0: But... It wasn't, I don't know, it didn't really do anything for me. It was really hyped up, and I didn't like it. It wasn't good. Didn't do it for me. Okay. But what is your biggest surprise for television?
1: Biggest surprise, this is going to be especially a big surprise for me, because I don't like reality TV shows too much, mm-hmm. except for The Great British Bake Off. But my biggest surprise was The Circle
0: that one was on Netflix.
1: That one Amanda and I watched that. I thought it was a very interesting game, and I liked the contestants they had and the way that they played. I just thought it was a well-done show. I'm excited to see if they do a second season. I don't know if I, I'll like it again, but I was pleasantly surprised by that show. The, that that one was as much as a surprise because the, uh, the Circle came out, and then immediately after that it was like Love at First Sight or...
0: Love is the Blind. The one where.
1: Lo, thank you. Love is Blind. I hated that show. Oh, yeah. I hated that show. It we, was good,
0: we, but I hate watched it.
1: Oh, yeah. We hate watched that one. So, But The Circle, just an adorable little show. What was your biggest surprise?
0: My biggest surprise, and it's going to be controversial because um, a lot of people didn't like it, but it's Emily in Paris. I enjoyed that one i can understand where people have issues with it but Mm -hmm. i see it it's a tv show supposed to be a mini escape (laughs) sure i liked like of course who the fuck would move to a foreign country and not learn the language like you have to be an idiot (laughs) of course and that's everyone's biggest problem but that's a big plot of the thing she doesn't know it and yeah it's frustrating but it was wonderful. Um, it was just a really good mini escape. And me and Michael finished it in like one day. I love rom-com type stuff, but it was, I don't know. It was a cute little show.
1: I didn't see it. I had heard some people enjoyed it and some people were angry. I don't know. I Yeah. It, it didn't really come up on my radar, but I'll have to check it out.
0: What was your favorite performance by an actor?
1: So again, as, as a preference, Uh, preface this is you know we're not just doing stuff from 2020 unless we say you know thing from 2020 but my favorite performance by an actor is Lamorne Morris uh Winston from New Girl
0: oh okay
1: Amanda and I we watched the first three seasons of New Girl live Uh uh-huh like we watched it when it came out and then we dropped off really hard on that show like we were like no don't like this i think it was when nick and jess broke up we were like that's this is where just... i stopped <laughs> so we dropped off and then because it was you know pandemic lockdown and everything we were cycling through shows and we restarted and forced ourselves through you know season four and new girl got progressively better as it went on And a lot of that has to do with Winston. I know best actor, typically, you know, from a male performance, you try to do drama series. but Oh, no way. I loved watching Winston and Lamorne Morris. I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but he is hilarious. So he was my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. He's funny.
1: Probably the funniest episode of TV I watched this year was the episode of New Girl, where Winston is trying to become a police officer, and he has to have the police come over and look at his apartment, and Jess has a bag of meth in the apartment for some reason, and so... I've read
0: about this episode. I want to watch this.
1: You should... Because the whole thing is he, Winston doesn't know, but everyone else knows. So it's trying to conceal that there's a bag of meth in the apartment (laughs) while a police officer is there interviewing (gasps) Winston. It is the funniest fucking thing in the world. So (laughs) who is yours?
0: Yeah, for uh, my favorite performance by an actor for TV is Robert Sheehan. I don't know if I'm saying his name right but his performance in Umbrella Academy Season 2 as Klaus was Chef's Kiss. He played a cult leader, and (laughs) oh my goodness, people would come up to him and be like, oh, you know, I need help. And he would just quote some pop lyric in the future, because it took place, I think, (laughs) in the 1960s, right? (laughs) Yep. Quotes at TLC, don't go chasing waterfalls. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it was amazing I loved it oh so good
1: he was very good and I watched interviews and it seemed like he was just as odd and quirky as he is in the show so oh, I just seems like I love him of... <laughs> he yeah no he was he was very good I'm I'm very excited for season three I know, of so umbrella excited. academy
0: ah! oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite performance by an actress in tv
1: so, this is obviously again a little bit of a cheat because this is from 2019. But I rewatched the HBO miniseries Watchmen with Amanda, and the main actress Regina King was phenomenal on that show. And so, I have to give it to her. Uh, she won the Emmy for it, and just a phenomenal show. And Regina King is just an amazing actress movies and TV shows so there's not much more to say a lot of people have written stuff about her but she was great
0: I'll have to watch that show I still haven't seen it should it's I read good. the book before I watch it or yes okay yep. I need to get the book how about you my favorite performance by an actress for TV is Daisy Edgar Jones on her performance in normal people It's a hard show to watch because it is very depressing. It's two people that they want to be together, but whenever they are together, one of them doesn't want to be. Her performance made me cry a few times just to see the heartbreak, you know, that she would go through. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Have you watched that show yet?
1: No, I haven't. You mentioned it on your like favorite shows on Hulu. Uh Uh-huh. And I've never even heard of it. You've never uh, heard of it? No. It's fantastic. I'll I'll have to check it out.
0: That's crazy to me because Phoebe Bridgers is dating Paul Mescal, who is the love interest in the movie, and people are fucking obsessed with him. And they're dating, and I'm kind of, like, geeking out about it. I'm like, he's going to be in a music video with her. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. But, yes, it's an amazing show. It's really hard to watch. But, oh, it's so good. Nice. I will warn you, it is soft porn.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's a book, and that's a big part of the book is the intimacy. And they actually hired an intimacy coach that has helped in like sex education and all that. So it's all like rehearsed and everything. Okay. What is your favorite 2020 TV show?
1: So my favorite show that came out in 2020 is I May Destroy You. It's on HBO. Have you heard of it?
0: Uh, I have heard of it.
1: It's it's about a woman who is... She is raped uh, oh at a party. And it's her trying to piece the event back together and find the man who did it. And it's fucking heavy. Uh-huh. And it's written and directed by the main actress. And it's based on her actual experience coping and dealing with the trauma. I was very worried, like, I mean, just saying I, I felt uncomfortable just saying the premise mm-hmm. it's a fucking heavy show mm-hmm. but it is so well made and the ending was perfect because it's it follows her over the course of a couple of like months and i think even a year as you see what happens to her and the people in her life as she deals with this trauma, and it's funny too yeah it's on hbo It was a short little series. I'd highly recommend it.
0: Okay. I will have to add that to my list too.
1: Yep. How about you?
0: Yeah. My favorite 2020 TV show is a reality show. It's called Love on the Spectrum. And this show is about people that are on the spectrum finding love. And they go on dates and all that. And it was so wonderfully created. Like, I love the production and all that. Like, you could tell that they were always, like, on high alert to make sure everyone felt comfortable. And it was okay, an amazing show. I laughed, I cried. I watched it with the parents, actually. And we finished it in one day. Dad loved it so much that they watched it again
1: really yeah
0: it's fantastic amazing i highly recommend it
1: yeah i believe mom was telling me about it when i facetimed with them and that she really liked it so yes yeah no that's obviously the polar opposite of mine but yeah there there was i mean there was some good stuff that came out this year there was
0: for sure what are the top five tv shows you watched this year
1: so, number five was actually New Girl. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed watching that. Number four was I May Destroy You. Uh, number three was Watchmen. Number two was a show that I wasn't into initially, and it finished this year, uh, Shits Creek. Mm-hmm. Amazing show. We're re-watching it right now. And then my number one show for the year, and it's my favorite show of all time, Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how many times I've watched that show in general, but we've basically had that show on a loop
0: uh-huh.
1: this entire year. It's what we put on before we go to sleep. It is the ultimate comfort show. It is a perfect show. Like I I guess the only problem I would say with it is that some of the actors haven't aged well. Yeah. There are people in there that I'm like, eh, I'm not as big of a fan of them,
0: uh-huh.
1: but it still makes me just so happy to watch. I put on any episode and I'm fine. <laughs> it's just great. How about you?
0: My top five shows that I watched this year is number five I would say is Hollywood. That was a good show. I was not expecting it to be as good <laughs> as I thought it would be. <laughs> number four is The Great. Oh my gosh so good. That was really good. Three The Mandalorian. Two Letterkenny. I, me and Michael quote that every fucking day.
1: That is such a good show.
0: Have you finished the newest season yet?
1: Not yet. We we didn't finish season eight so we got like halfway through that Uh one. It's weird we we usually like comedies where we can kind of have it on in the background and Letterkenny feels like one you have to pay attention to just because of how quickly they talk.
0: Oh my gosh they're faster than Gilmore Girls. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. You do have to pay attention, but it's so good. And then number one is what we do in the shadows. This <laughs> is my favorite show ever. Really? Have you ever watched it?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Oh, my gosh it is so fucking good so fucking good it's the funniest (laughs) and lamest vampires you will ever meet that drag these familiars along where they're like oh i'll make you a vampire and it's been 10 years and they're still the familiar (laughs) so you'll see these old people as familiars and all that they're like yeah they're gonna make me a vampire one day (laughs) oh my gosh it is the greatest fucking show ever they have the funniest episode i think in tv history where they drag out the baron and the baron i don't know if this is historically accurate but it is a vampire that is like the most scariest (laughs) vampire ever and he comes back to visit them and it's a great honor but he doesn't hold the same characteristics because they're trying to hide and they're in new york and all that oh it is so good Nick Kroll makes uh, appearances in it, and his character is so good. Zach, you need to watch it so I can talk to you about it. It's so good.
1: Okay. No, definitely we'll have to check it out. Yes,
0: so good. Uh, That's my number one thing of 2020 is that. Okay. So let's move on to film.
1: Move on to film and got to start with the negative. Do you have a biggest disappointment?
0: My first one is Valley Girl. Okay. They made a remake of it. I like the original one because it had Nick Cage in it. It's still absolutely terrible. But, I mean, I like it. It's emo Nick Cage. What more can you ask? Mm -hmm. But the new one has Logan Paul in it. And it was like right around the time where his career ended. So it went straight to demand. This movie had no chance. And they made it into a musical. Gross. It was the cringiest fucking thing I've ever watched. I (laughs) apologize to Michael after watching it. And then the second one is 365 Days. That movie was so gross, and I'm so disappointed that it was the most watched film of this year.
1: Ooh, I've seen that pop up on my letterbox, but I don't know what it's about. I saw your rating, and I was like, I'll just avoid it.
0: It's basically Fifty Shades of Grey. It's misogynistic. It is so disgusting. Gross. So gross. Okay. Yes, don't watch it.
1: My biggest disappointments, I had two. Uncut Gems. Okay. I had really high hopes for that and just it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And then the Netflix movie, I'm thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that. I liked Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. mostly from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I thought it looked like a very interesting concept. But then I finished it and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. And then I looked up explanations and reviews and kind of deep dives and got information on the book. Mm -hmm. And it just made me angry. Oh. I did not like that. I think the main actress was great. Mm -hmm. Also, the guy, the actor was good, but it really bothered me. So, and I had really high hopes for it after I saw the trailer.
0: Yeah, that was one that they like really promoted a lot. And then it just yep. kind of disappeared. So I figured it wasn't good.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah.
0: My biggest surprise in film is The Platform. Have you seen that? No. It's on Netflix. And it has the most amazing concept ever. It's basically about the trickle-down effect where um, you'll be, you're in a jail. They don't know how many platforms there are. But this little thing goes down that has all of the food, like you can imagine, it's this giant feast, mm-hmm. and it slowly goes down to each jail cell where they can eat. But the people from the top take too much that the people at the bottom, like you know, end up starving or killing each other or whatever. It's sure it's a crazy concept, but it's really good.
1: Okay, my my biggest surprise for two thousand twenty is actually a movie from nineteen seventy seven. It's Suspiria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our friend Aaron recommended the movie to me when I was doing my horror movie watch. I struggle watching older movies, and I especially struggle watching older horror movies. Mm -hmm. I had very low expectations and was really surprised. Like, I really enjoyed Suspiria to the point where I kind of want to buy the Blu-ray for it. Just because of all the... I don't really buy physical media much anymore with movies, Uh but... I really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. I watched the new version wasn't wasn't terrible, but it didn't match. Did you have a favorite performance by an actor this year?
0: It wasn't for 2020, but it was just it's an old movie that I never watched and it was Nick Cage in Raising Arizona. Oh,
1: Such
0: I thought a great he was movie. Wonderful in that. He made me laugh. He just kept going to fucking jail and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Those little scenes robbing that damn convenience store.
1: <laughs> he was very good in that.
0: Uh, what is yours?
1: Mine is from 2020. It's uh, Riz Ahmed, Riz Ahmed uh, uh-huh. from Sound of Metal, the main actor in that. Uh-huh. You and Michael need to watch that movie. It is phenomenal because of him. I will be angry if he does not get an Oscar nomination for that performance it is wow a knockout he is amazing just so much acting with wow. like just the eyes but he's angry but uh-huh. I, oh, so good
0: okay we will definitely check that out and we will get to our favorite performances by actresses after the next commercial break
1: and we're back we've talked about music we've talked about tv we're doing film now And we're talking about our favorite performance by an actress. So I'm going to give it to Haley. Uh, What was your favorite performance by an actress?
0: One that really blew me away is I really like the movie Scare Me. And I know that people have different opinions of that. But I love the performance of Ava Cash. I thought she was really good. Um, She
1: is great in that. I have my issues with that movie. Yeah. Um, but she was great.
0: Yeah, she was good. And I also liked Margot Robbie and Birds of Prey. She looked like she was having so much fun in that. And I want more Birds of Prey movies. So good.
1: You're stepping on my toes. That oh, was... damn it. So I have two. I have for 2020 Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. uh uh-huh. That movie was great. And that was my favorite Margot Robbie performance because it looked like she was having a blast. Yeah. My other one that I put, and uh, it's a movie I've rewatched a couple times this year, but I really liked Sir Ronan in Little Women.
0: Yes, that was so good.
1: She was really good in that. So. Mm-hmm. so now we're getting into the big ones. What was your favorite 2020 movie? The movie that came out this year.
0: So my favorite 2020 movie is a tie. One of them is Controversial. I'll just say the one that isn't. I love Palm Springs. That was so good.
1: That was good.
0: And then the other one is Guns Akimbo.
1: Interesting.
0: I love this movie, and I know people didn't like it, but the reason why I loved it is the love interest in it. So Daniel Radcliffe, he he is a little fucking troll. He pisses (laughs) off some people that he shouldn't have where they make him become a part of this game where it's basically these people coming after you and killing you in order to win you have to make it to the end and so he pissed off some wrong the wrong people he got guns nailed to his hands and he had to play (laughs) the game and it's just him running around in a robe just looking ridiculous and it's so good but the reason why i like it is because he has a love interest in this sort of that is his ex and She ends up getting kidnapped or something like that. And at the end of the movie, he has this dream where they get together. But in reality, she doesn't want anything to do with him. And I thought that was so good because after what she fucking went through, like, she shouldn't want to be with him. For sure. I thought ended perfectly. The romantic interest does not always have to be with the hero. And I really like that. But what are yours?
1: My favorite movie that was made this year was First Cow. Oh, that yep. Absolutely love that movie. It has. I just redid my top 100 favorite movies of all time on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. and it has made its way into my top 10. I I just bought it. It's.
0: Wow. I think a perfect
1: little movie. It. Uh, it makes me so happy. So.
0: I have to watch it.
1: <laughs> you do. It's it's quiet. It's it's a slower movie. Um, I'm really hoping it gets some Oscar love. It's just so good. So yeah, I've already talked about it on the podcast. But if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, I wanted to know: was there an episode that you loved this year? Doing?
0: I would have to say Mandy. That movie was so fucking crazy, <laughs> and it was so fun to discuss. Just batshit crazy Nick Cage.
1: That one was good.
0: What is yours?
1: <laughs> Mine was Midsommar. Oh, yep. That was a bit of a, I think, a surprise episode. We hadn't planned that one,
0: uh-huh. and we
1: had just both rewatched it. I think I feel like when we got to about that point, we had hit our stride, and I, I was feeling really good about the podcast, and I just enjoyed doing that episode. So
0: I agree with that. That's where I felt more confident. I'm like, okay, because I feel like a lot of people pick up podcasting and then they kind of stop. But you kind of yep. have to keep going. You got to yep. get good, you know. Yep. That's how you get good is you keep going. So I have a question to add to this. What is your favorite movie that one of us picked? Like, what is your favorite movie that I picked that we watched?
1: Oh, um, so my favorite movie that you brought to the podcast that I haven't seen was Roman Holiday. Yes. That was, I mean, I've I've loved every single movie you've brought, but I think Roman Holiday, it was just a lot of fun to see. So mm-hmm. that was mine.
0: So one of them, it was a rewatch, and I'm glad you did it. A lot of them are rewatches, but away we go. That made it into my top 10. That was definitely really? something I needed this year. And then the other one that you brought to the table that I haven't seen was Little Woman. That made it into my top 20. That movie is so good. That's a comfort movie right there.
1: Very good movies. I I think Michael brought up that he liked that one as well when we talked to him about A night's Tale. I'm yeah, really glad you guys like that movie. That's...
0: Away we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that really hit us hard when we watched it because I think we just got back from Texas because we were looking into moving there. I'm like, holy crap, this is us right now. And I'm like tapping him. (laughs) Like, that's us. He's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, It's such a good movie. Yeah, it hit hard, but it was good. So what are the top five movies you watched this year?
1: So number five is a little bit of a cheat. Um, Mm -hmm. I am going through Studio Ghibli movies. Hayao mm-hmm. Miyazaki movies. That's my number five is I really enjoyed all of them. If I have to pick one, the one that I just recently watched was Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. Yeah. That was such a fun movie. His, his stuff is very different and I feel like I have to space it out a little bit. Number four, I finally got around to watching Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that, and it actually made me appreciate Blade Runner even more. I had not seen Blade Runner until this year, Mm -hmm. and then I watched Blade Runner 2049. I I thought it was very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I thought that was a phenomenal movie. Beautifully made. Amanda and I both watched that, and we loved it. Number two, uh, First Cow. (laughs) Love that movie. And then my favorite movie that I watched this year is In the Mood for Love. Okay. And that is maybe one of the most beautiful movies ever made. Could not stop thinking about that movie all year after I'd watched it. The way that it is shot and put together, it is amazing. I, I could not recommend it enough. I can't figure out where I would put it in my top 10 or 100 or whatever uh it's maybe not one of one that i'd like want to re-watch over and over but it is one of like objectively i think one of the best movies ever made
0: wow so i need to watch it
1: yes it is very good yeah how about you what is your five favorites that we didn't talk about on the podcast
0: yeah um well one of them i cheated but you cheated so i'm good (laughs) I watched a lot of rom-coms this year, a ton, and I know I've discussed that. I've always thought horror was my favorite genre, but after this year, I already lived enough horror. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to fucking watch another horror movie ever again, I don't think, which is shocking because I love horror movies. I I will eventually come back to them, but right now, no. But rom-coms are what helped comfort me during this time, uh, So number five is My Best Friend's Wedding. It was one movie that me and Michael were just kind of looking at each other and just laughing at. Like, why are they fighting over this guy? He's like, not that great. He's kind of (laughs) gross. Not that special. It's Cameron Diaz and Julia Roberts. Like, really? Like, top tier, like, women. Yeah. Why are you after this gross guy? (laughs) Number four is Doctor Sleep. Me and Michael absolutely loved that movie. That one surprised me. Yeah, we really enjoyed that. I liked it more than The Shining. Number three is uh, Birdcage. I loved Robin Williams in this. It made me miss him so much. Oh, yeah. That one is so good. Number two is uh, Funny Face, another Audrey Hepburn movie. So, so fun. Nice. Number one, are you ready for this? And this made Michael so happy because I finally gave into it. We watched the whole Lord of the Rings, and I loved it. That's my number one, all of the Lord of the Rings.
1: Just the, the trilogy? Yes. That's a good one.
0: Yes. I would rewatch it again, which I hope he doesn't hear it because I don't want to rewatch it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I would. <laughs> it's so good. I, I get the hype.
1: Did you have a favorite of the three?
0: I don't even know. Oh, it's so good
1: did you see Sean Astin's video where he talked about Samwise and Frodo and how they probably did kiss?
0: <gasps> no.
1: Like like someone did one of those like fan things where you pay to have someone, a celebrity send you a message or send a friend a message. Oh,
0: like a cameo thing?
1: Yeah, cameo. That's yeah. what it is. And um, it was a friend sending one to another friend and they asked him like, Sean Astin, can you say that samwise Gamgee and frodo that they were like a couple or that they kissed you know just just for like some fan fiction Uh and he was like oh they they definitely died i mean you didn't see their entire journey and they were probably very much in love like Mm -hmm. why and it's very cute that makes my heart (laughs) happy
0: i was they had the i don't know what kind of relationship it was but it was the greatest friendship i've ever seen in a movie Yep. On Sam, Sam Wise's end, Frodo was kind of a little turd at times, but <laughs> he was wearing a ring of death, so understandable. A ring of <laughs> death. Um, but we will uh, go to our listeners' questions after the commercial break.
1: All right, and we're back. So we have discovered our favorites from that we've watched this year. Mine was In the Mood for Love, and Haley's was the... Lord of the Ring Trilogy, the Middle Earth Trilogy. Going to finish it up. I think, Kaylee, you said we have some listener and follower questions?
0: Yeah. Um, So the first question comes from SP underscore Film Viewers. They're a really nice couple, and they also have a podcast called SP Film Viewers. Okay. So their question for us is, what are your favorite slash least favorite Animated movies slash TV shows. Hmm. So my favorite TV show obviously would be Bob's Burgers.
1: Animated TV show? Yeah. Yeah, It's going to have to be Bob's Burgers. Same here.
0: Okay. How about least favorite animated TV show?
1: South Park I actively dislike. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it it was something that I think I liked when I was a teenager because it's edgy, but... I'm not a big fan of the concept of, like, just making fun of everyone for the sake of making fun of people.
0: I get that.
1: You know, like, I think comedy should punch up. Yeah. Um. Don't punch down.
0: I agree um, with that.
1: And South Park is very much about just throwing fists in every direction.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not really into that either. So what is your favorite animated movie? Mine is Into the Spider-Verse
1: yeah i think it's for me into the spider-verse as well the Mm -hmm. only other one i thought was ratatouille oh but but yeah into the spider-verse for sure yeah and i'm getting some miyazaki ones in there too Mm -hmm. i think spirited away is an amazing movie
0: yeah um what is your least favorite animated movie I mean, there's not one that I actively hate. There's ones that were kind of a disappointment. Mine would have to be Brave. I didn't really like that one. You didn't? No. Like, I thought it had. It was going places, and then the mom turned into a bear, and I didn't really like that at all. Like, I liked how she's like, I'm gonna be my own, I don't know marriage person like i'm gonna marry myself basically and she just blew all of the competition out of the water that was fantastic but okay. i didn't like the twist it wasn't good okay but what about you
1: i think i tried to watch the movie sausage party oh and that one is awful i hated that and so i turned it off i i could not get into that movie at all
0: i watched that with um, the parents Oh, I'm sorry. The other question comes from Cinematic Han Solo, and they ask which film brought you joy in 2020. I'm gonna go with uh, Roman Holiday. That one brought me the most joy.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do something other than First Cow, cause I mean it was First Cow. I, I thought
0: you were gonna say that.
1: <laughs> uh, another one that brought me joy was Emma.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that yet.
1: Yeah, I really that was with Anya Taylor-Joy. Um Amanda and I watched that. We we both really liked that. That was good.
0: Well, I think that about covers everything. Do you have any other things you want to talk about?
1: No, I I mean, should we mention what we're doing in January?
0: Yeah, we can talk about that.
1: So, our theme for January, pretty excited for this one, is inspiration. It's inspirational movies like Movies that have, you know, the theme of being inspired or inspiring others. But also just, we thought, you know, stuff that maybe doesn't have the theme of inspiration, but that has inspired people. So, we've got two regular episodes this month, and then two special episodes. So, we're going to be talking about movies that deal with inspiration as their theme. We're going to do Whiplash. That's Haley's choice. And then Into the Spider-Verse is mine. And then Haley, do you want to talk about what our special episodes are?
0: Yeah, our special episodes are, um, we are interviewing two people in the filming industry. Uh, One of them is my brother-in-law. It's Joey Laboda. And we are going to be discussing a movie that has inspired him to be a filmmaker or cinematographer he picked ace ventura when nature calls and it was a really fun episode just to hear for those of you who don't know him he's a big goofball and it's kind of fun to see where his inspiration comes from
1: i will say that um i listeners you're probably having the same reaction that i did when Haley told (laughs) me that we were for inspiration month that we were going to be doing ace ventura (laughs) What Nature Calls, <laughs> uh, but please do turn in, tune into the episode because I actually grew to appreciate that movie more just getting to hear Joey talk about it. Yeah. So seems like an odd choice, but trust us.
0: Yes, it's good. Uh, and then the second one is uh, we had an interview with screenwriter and author and just director, everything you can think of at the title, John Russo. He was the screenwriter for Night of the Living Dead. He is the creator of flesh-eating zombies and essentially the som- zombie genre that we know of today. Yeah. And it was really fun being able to talk to him and just hear his opinions on things and all of the people he inspired.
1: Yeah, It uh a- another one that was surprising, Haley was like, why don't we do Night of the Living Dead for Inspiration Month? And I was like... What? And she said, just trust me. And we ended up talking to the guy who wrote the movie, which was Uh fucking wild. I still can't get (laughs) over that. Um, Huge props to Haley. Uh, Yeah, that was also a lot of fun. We'll have that coming out this month. And uh, who knows? Maybe there's some other stuff that we'll have popping up. I'm really excited for this year. We've kind of got through September planned, I think. And Mm -hmm. every single theme that we have, I'm really stoked for. And I think these first four episodes in January are going to be great.
0: So you have that to look forward to. Our tagline for this uh, month's theme is all out of bubblegum after they live. Um, (laughs) John Carpenter's They Live. I watched that movie this year and I decided that is the best quote in movie history. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. So we are talking to people that kick ass and inspire others.
1: It's going to be great.
0: And movies that kick ass. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, please, uh, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, this is kind of a weird episode, but it was fun doing this, switching up the format a little bit. Um, if there's any movies that you want us to talk about, uh, I don't know if it would be good for us to like post more of what we're going to be doing each month so that if we can do listener choice polls, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but we'd love to get some input on what you guys want to hear us talk about. Um, so yeah, just shoot us an email, you know, write a comment on Instagram or put a review up and, and we'll definitely check it out.
0: Yes, for sure. And please follow us at us laughing at us on Instagram and on Twitter at siblings laugh and tell everyone you love we say hi and give them big virtual hugs because it's been a tough year but we're hoping for the best for this one
1: give those people in your life who are alone some love because everyone needs it right now yes but uh this has been laughing at ourselves thanks so much for listening guys Bye. bye